We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TV, TPFL. It is Friday. It's April 1st. It is 2022. We have 10 NBA games. We don't have April Fool's jokes. We're here to talk NBA. <laughs> Joined today by my buddy, Eyes819, Keith Eister. Grinding out, man. This guy is um, hes all over the place right now. So appreciate you being on for the second straight day. How's it going, Keith? Yeah, not a problem, man. Always, always fun to jump on these with you. Um, sweating this Brooklyn uh, Milwaukee game. It's living up to the hype. We're headed to overtime here, so going to be a good one. It'd be really good if Durant just hits a, a couple more buckets. Um, yeah, I, I could use him over thirty points for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a I have a five v five that has all four legs hit already, and I just need Durant over forty nine fantasy points. Is at forty six and a half points or something like that. So nice. I like all your. Right. I think I think you got a good chance to get there. You never we'll know. You never know. <laughs> right. what, my my like my like worst case scenario is like he hits another like two pointer and he gets to forty eight point seven and I miss by point three and I miss for the second straight day I miss a five five um, under a half a point so that <laughs> happens so and and like yeah. I I have a lot riding on Donovan Mitchell over twenty five and a half points so I'm gonna kind of be sweating that out when we get done with the podcast and we'll see how it all works out but. We got 10 games, a lot to break down. Again, First Look Podcast, it is that time of the NBA season. There's tanking, there's teams playing, there's teams resting. Um, so got to be paying attention all day long for injury news. It's huge at this time of the year. And it's huge all, all year, but you really want to be paying attention to it right now, too. So we get started here with Dallas at Washington, two 20.5 total in this one. Dallas is an 8.5-point favorite. On the Dallas side, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway out. Um, Frank Nitlakina questionable. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma out. Um, you know, Washington's in no man's land. They can't really go worse. They can't really make the playoffs at this point. 
the Mavs, I think they want to be in that three seed. They've been playing really hard here recently. I think that they really want to stay in that three seed. So they definitely have something to play for. Washington, one of the worst defensive teams here recently. Uh, Luca, back-to-back 70 fantasy point games, matchup against Washington. Talk to me here about the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, it's all about Luca here. Um, dude's been just awesome recently. This matchup is phenomenal. Um, price above 12K, but that's that's what we're, we can we need to have. Um, I mean, when he puts up 70 fantasy points, that 12K salary doesn't matter. I think he's a great spend in this matchup. Um, he'll be one of my higher own studs probably. Yeah, and listen, there's a lot of studs in this slate. There's Jokic in Minnesota, um, Giannis on a back-to-back. We got DeJounte Murray going up against Portland. So a lot of potential studs, a lot of, you know, spend up options on this one. So it'd be interesting to see how ownership plays out. But I think Luca, he has to be in that conversation. Um, and I think something else to kind of note here is Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be back. He missed a game and that probably hurts Brunson enough that we don't want to pay 6k for Jalen Brunson like he had a really solid game the other night played 39 minutes just don't see him getting that like 39 minute type ceiling with Dinwiddie back um so probably hurts a guy like Reggie Bullock he probably goes back down to like the the low 30s and minutes um you know Finney Smith had a good game the other night but again, how much of that was just Dinwiddie being out? So I think Dallas for me is is Luca. Um, that's really it. Yeah, I don't mind Finney Smith's price tag. Um, Dinwiddie coming back, I think, does hurt his usage a little bit. Um, and I think there will be plenty of better value spots um, on this big slate with the news that breaks. Giannis missed a jumper. There's 16.8 seconds. And Brooklyn has the ball with nine seconds now. Can we get double overtime? <laughs> um, hopefully it's Durant that makes the bucket. Anyway, on the Washington side, I mean, you got Porzingis. He's 9K. He His usage and his shot attempts and everything, is, it's juicy. Um, it's a matchup against Dallas. I feel like he has to be in like consideration today for tournaments because I feel like he's going to be hungry, and we might see like a 25-type shot game here. Yeah, Zinger Revenge. Um, dude's been doing it all without Kuzma in there. The peripherals have been good. Uh, he's rebounding really well. He's scoring a bunch of points. So 9K feels like a tough price tag for him. Um, tougher matchup against Dallas, but I think he had the narrative in there. Uh, he, he is playable in this spot. I don't think he's going to come with a ton of ownership, but I'll, I'll probably take some shots on him. Just a little, nice little revenge spot and uh, a run back on the other side of Luka, I think makes sense too. I think another guy that you could look at here is KCP, 5,300. He's been shooting a lot, and he's been shooting a lot of threes. Like, we kind of saw this guy, you know, be more of like a defensive, you know, filler-type play, and now here with Washington with some people out, like, we're starting to see, like, KCP Detroit days where this guy is shooting a lot again. So I think KCP at 5,300, he's gone over 38 fantasy points in two of the last three. And at his price, that would be fantastic. So I think he's another guy that you can kind of throw in here for Washington. Yeah, I, I don't mind KCP. Abdia and Hachimura are two other guys who have kind of been getting a little bit more run here recently. Um, Hachimura is cheaper, and he's the one that's been starting. So I'd, I'd probably just save save the 1K and go down to him. 
Uh, he was up over 30 minutes two games ago and 29 minutes last game. So if he's going to get right around those 30 minutes, I like him at 4,500. All right, we're moving on. We got Serrano at Orlando. 218 total in this game. The Raptors, nine and a half point favorites um, on the Toronto side. Flynn is still out. And on the Magic side, Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable. Isaac and Suggs out. So we'll start here with Toronto. You know, fantastic matchup against the Magic, especially if Wendell Carter Jr. sits. Uh, he's been just so good on the defensive side this season. What are your thoughts here on Toronto? Toronto is always a difficult team for me to figure out. Um, and now, especially with Trent Jr. back and Anunoby has come back, they're, they're basically full strength here. So, I mean, you can always take shots on Siakam and Van Vliet for ceiling. Um, I, I think maybe Trent might be my favorite play at 5,900, just point per dollar wise. I'm not sure Siakam ranks among the, like my top plays as far as spend ups go. I think there are other spots I will attack. So pr probably Trent on the Toronto side, if I had to pick one. Yeah, definitely don't mind him. I do think like OG being back in the mix kind of hurts everyone. But, you know, we saw the other night when Gary Trent gets hot from three, he can have good games. It's just he had a really good game the other night. He had 29 actual points and still only put up 34 fantasy points. So I think with everyone healthy, it's just really tough to play Toronto in general in this spot and I don't want anything to do with the magic that's going to be my take for the rest of the year <laughs> I got nothing um the one thing that I'll I'll say is I talked about this on grinders live the other day Cole Anthony's point prop has been like 15 and a half um I'm going to continue to take the under on that just because the minutes are, are he's going to see closer to 25 minutes I feel like for the rest of the year and there's just no reason for them to roll these guys out there they're trying they're legit trying to lose games yeah I, I don't want any part of this team either not not a great matchup against Toronto um Franz had a really good game last time out but yeah just just not the spot on this big of a slate Durant hit all three free throws um so he got over for fantasy points for me I don't know where you said you needed over 30 he, points. Yeah, he's still at 26, I believe. 26. Yeah. yeah. You needed that uh you needed that double overtime. <laughs> yep, sure did. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else here from this one? Or are we moving on? I think we can move on. Yeah. Magic legit trying to lose, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> All right, we got the Pacers and the Celtics, 222 and a half total in this game. The Celtics, a 15 point favorite in this one. Boston side, Robert Williams is out. The Pacer size is Bitstays, Brissett, Brogdon, Isaiah Jackson, all questionable. Duarte, McConnell, Rubio, Turner, Warner out. Indiana is in full. We know we're not going anywhere. Let's not get anybody hurt and call it a year um, mode. I don't think I don't think we see Brogdon. For the rest of the year, I know he's questionable. I would be shocked if he plays, and he, I could be wrong. Um, is there anything here for the Pacers that stands out to you in this tough matchup against Boston? No, nothing. Nothing stands out. If I agree with you, I think Brogdon will be out. There's no reason for them to play him. The big guys, it's a mess what they do with the rotation here. So unless all three of Brissett, 
uh, Goga and Jackson were out, then maybe Jalen Smith enters the conversation, maybe somebody like Terry Taylor. But I think we definitely need some guys to be out to have any sort of interest at all. Um, even if, if if one or two of those guys is in, I'm just completely avoiding Indiana in this really tough matchup at Boston. Yeah, I mean, if if these big guys start getting ruled out, all right, maybe I take some shots on Jalen Smith. Maybe I, I, I roll out some Terry Taylor. Um, just watch the injury news because, I mean, it's still a really tough matchup against this Boston team. And then, I mean, on the Boston side of things, I'll say this. If you're playing 150 teams, I probably get some Jalen Brown at 8K. Um, I think Tatum... Probably not going to play him at 10-3. Al Horford, 6,300. It's kind of right where he should be. Marcus Smart, 6,100. It's right where these guys should be. But I think Jalen Brown is $1,000 too cheap for this matchup. He's averaging 49 fantasy points in three meetings against this team this season. Yeah, I like the Brown call. You can always play Tatum for ceiling. Um, I am a little bit concerned about the blowout. I'd like to see how many bodies Indiana have, if they're in a, if they're in another situation where they have like eight guys, I probably don't take many shots on this Boston team, even though it is a phenomenal matchup, just because I think Indiana would have a tough time keeping it close. Um, Daniel Tice is still 4,300, just another name to throw out there. Indiana, again, depending on their big man situation could be really thin in the front court. And I, I would have interest in Tice if that was the case. There's just an alert that came up that the Orlando Magic signed some point guard um, guard for a 10-day contract. Like, full tank mode, baby. I love it. <laughs> All right, we move on to Sacramento at Houston. Um, yes, 232 total. The Kings, uh, two-point favorite in this one. So much fantasy goodness. We're looking at Terrence Davis, De'Aaron Fox, Rashard Holmes, and Sabonis being out for Sacramento. Houston side, Eric Gordon, Schroeder, Sengun's questionable, and Wood. Those three guys are out. Sengun's questionable. So starting here with Sacramento, you know, this is a game that just provided so much here. Um, was it night ago, Wednesday night? So yeah. 121 to 118. Talk to me here about the Kings. Yeah, Davion Mitchell has just completely taken over this backfield. Obviously an absolutely awesome matchup for him. Uh, he had 44 points against them on Wednesday. Dude is doing it all. He's had 20 points for like six, five consecutive games, I think it is. The assists have been really good. Paying 8K for Davion Mitchell and being happy about it is not something I thought we would see this season, but here we are. He's, he's a phenomenal play. Um, awesome matchup. And that honestly, that price is too cheap for what he's been doing here recently. Uh, Damian Jones is the other guy that smashed in this matchup. Uh, he is up to 5,500, but he just he put up 52 DK points against them in 34 minutes. I don't know that you can expect that again. Like 34 minutes is not a typical uh, amount of playing time for him. Um, so I, even even if that production comes down a little bit, still at 5,500, you can play him in this matchup. Trey Lyles, Harrison Barnes, both a little bit more expensive than than I would want to play, but it, it's Houston. I mean, any anybody on the Kings is playable. Awesome game environment. It is. It really is an awesome game environment. Um, I'm not going to argue with anything on either side of this game, you know, because it is just so good. DiVincenzo had like a really rough start the other night, 
and still got to like 26 fantasy points. He's someone that I think you could potentially go back. But I think the guy like Damian Jones just absolutely crushed Houston the other night. So I really like him here. And then on the Houston side, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. is 7,500. His usage has been really high here recently. He's getting that like triple double upside. He took 17 shots the other night, some threes, had a 70 fantasy point game. He killed your night if you didn't play him. Jalen Green, this dude is just crushing. Um, you know, he's scoring the basketball at a vi- very high rate. He's now at that price range where it's right on the verge of do I play him or not? The matchup's fantastic, though. So he's one that I look more at like his point prop. Jason Tate was like the chalk the other night. I think Josh Christopher is a good pivot off of Jason Tate's. Um, KJ Martin only got 24 minutes the other night, had a really rough first half, um, ended up coming back and like being okay. Uh, Yusan Yusman. Usman, um, he's 3,600 now. It's just like you can play anybody you want from this game because this game environment is no defense, run it back up and down the court and see what happens. Yep, completely agree with you. Um, Shangun's questionable status is worth noting. Obviously, he missed the last game, um, and that's how Garuba became playable. Um, if Shangun is in there 6,900, that'd be a phenomenal spot for him. He'd be one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, the Porter price, he's been justifying it here recently. Can't argue with that. And Jalen Green, I, th- I think if Porter is the one that's much higher owned, I'll take more shots on Green. Dude's been scoring like crazy, like you said, and just hope that he adds a few more peripherals to that um, to, to get a little bit better of a fantasy score. But 6,800, he can, he can pay that off pretty much with just scoring alone. The upside is there for Jalen Green if Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be like chalk chalk. So Phoenix at Memphis, Memphis, um, 227 and a half total in this game. The Suns opened at minus two and a half. They're minus seven now. Um, So maybe that's just an error, but that's what it says here. I think it's more of look what happened to Memphis here. You know, Steven Adams, doubtful. Desmond Bain, doubtful. Triple J, doubtful. Tyus Jones, doubtful. John Morant, out. Phoenix side, Kaminsky's out. Sarge is out. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Phoenix rest some players in this game. Um, That's what Memphis is doing. It's very clear what Memphis is doing in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Phoenix counter it and give, like, a Booker and Paul the day off or an Aiton, like, I think this is game. It's an eight o'clock game, but I think this is a game you're really going to need to be paying attention to the news because it could open up a ton of potential value here. So uh, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate the last few nights. We haven't dealt with much late news or rest shenanigans from many of the teams. Um, This is definitely one where we're going to see some crazy shenanigans. I think Uh, Memphis, their injury report just, reeks that they're they're resting guys here they're punting this game off um at least they Dylan told Brooks, us the night before right yeah yeah that was very nice of them um give us a little bit of time to plan and figure out what we want to do here so I, I don't know have to see what phoenix ends up doing to counter that 
I don't know that I can play a Booker or a Paul because I think the ceiling is limited here. Like Memphis is just, it's, it's basically a scheduled loss for them. And I don't know how, how long Booker and Paul, if they are active, will, will need to be out there. So it'd be tough for them to pay off their price tags. If this were a competitive game, I would say they were both a little bit underpriced, Paul particularly. Um, but with Memphis resting a bunch of guys, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to play them even if they're active. On the Memphis side, I think we're going to have a ton of value here. Um, Dylan Brooks is the the one like main guy who didn't show up on the injury report. He's only 5,900. I mean, he might be shooting it 20, 25 times in this game at 5,900. So he would, he would certainly be in play. And DeAnthony Melton is a guy who's been shooting really well recently. He is 5,200, not a comfortable price tag for him, but I think if he was the first or second option in this offense, he's definitely playable. Even if, uh, Phoenix was at full strength, obviously great defense, but the prices would just be too cheap for their roles. I'm going to throw Brandon Clark out there too. I think Brandon Clark is a guy that could get 30 minutes in this spot at 4k um, with triple J doubtful Bane doubtful. Like these guys, the fact that they're doubtful on the injury report is a good, uh, uh, like Adams doubtful. Like these guys are likely not going to play in this game. So I think a guy like Clark who, they can use at the four or five in this game. Like we could see even a guy like Xavier Tillman get 30 minutes in this game at 3,100. So a lot of value on the Memphis side, a lot of value. Um, we're going to be playing these value guys, tough matchup. The fact is, even if this game does turn into a blowout, the minutes are still going to be there because they're probably going to draw what eight, nine, nine, if I'm counting right guys for this game so like they're still going to need to play the minutes at the end of the day so i think phoenix sits some guys uh, i'm just calling that night before i really think phoenix sits some sits some guys in this game um they're playing for nothing at this point yeah right they've got the one seed locked up there i mean that makes a ton of sense to me too but it's not something they've traditionally done so we'll see great, great yeah point though. i mean i just do they really want to show the team that like they could be playing in the Western conference finals, everything this, like this close to the playoffs, like go rest everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Basketball is its own thing. So Clippers at the bucks, no total in this game. Both of these teams on back-to-backs um, we'll wait and see. I still think it's, it's a stretch if Paul George plays in this game or not. I, I said it yesterday when we were talking about Paul George and that, that game, um, that game's still going on as we're recording, and Paul George is at 32 minutes, and I just think where where the Clippers are in the standings, I think they're just kind of locked into the eight seed, um, unless a lot of stuff happens to them and they they have a really really rough stretch. So I think Paul George sits in this game. <sighs> Let's start with the Clippers. Um, oh, and what's interesting, there was a report that came out, and like I am looking at, I'm looking like a genius when I said two weeks ago, I think the Clippers could win the championship. Um, now Norman Powell is like seven days away. Um, so I, I thought George was getting close, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know Norman Powell was getting close. But anyway, um, anything standing out to you for the Clippers? It's going to be. Entirely dependent upon Paul George. Um, if he's in there, I'm probably just staying away from this team on a back-to-back. Uh, if he sits, then obviously we have to talk about some of the value guys. Um, Reggie Jackson at 6,400. Terrence Mann at 5,400, I think, would be the two guys. 
um, that they would look to for some additional usage. Um, the center situation is always difficult to figure out. They're both right in that low 5K range. They're both going to be in play, but it, I mean, if I knew which one was going to play the 28 minutes versus the 22 minutes, I would, <laughs> I'd have a lot better idea of which one I wanted to play. Um, just gun to head. I think I'd go Hartenstein over Zubac. Just think there's a little bit more upside there. Um, Marcus Morris on a minutes limit at 5k. I don't know if I would want to do that. Um, it would be, I think man would be my favorite play of the bunch at 5,400. It's so weird. Like I really thought they were going to give Hartenstein the minutes against Vooch and they ended up giving like Zubak the minutes against Vooch. So totally missed on that one. Never have a problem admitting when I miss on something and I totally missed on that one. Um, so maybe Hartstein gets the start in this game against Brooke Lopez or gets the minutes in this game against Brooke Lopez, but it's so tough with both of these teams on a back-to-back too, because I mean, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's in a different situation. Milwaukee needs to win every single game right now. They still have a chance to win the one seed over Miami. Um, so I, I think a lot has to happen still for Miami to lose the one seed, but I mean, with them winning, on um, Wednesday night, I just think that, or Thursday night, I think Milwaukee is just in a position where they, they're going to try to win out for sure. Um, anything here for Milwaukee? I, it's going to depend on Paul George. I think if, if Milwaukee plays everybody and there's no Paul George, I won't have much, much exposure to him because it's, the game could get out of hand pretty quickly. Um. I don't think Giannis will be one of my favorite spends, even if George is in there, just because it's the back-to-back. Uh, obviously, he's been awesome lately, but there there are a bunch of studs that, that are not on a back-to-back, and I feel just a little bit better about uh, the Clippers play slow. I don't, I just, I don't know how to handle this situation as of right now, but I, I don't foresee myself having a ton of exposure to Giannis. But obviously, always fine. I mean, he's Giannis. And yep. he, he can have big games any single any night. Um, so anyway. All right, we got tanking Detroit against tanking Oklahoma City Thunder. Um like I'm so happy the Pistons won <laughs> the other night. <laughs> um as a magic fan, beating Brooklyn or not Brooklyn, who did they beat the other night? They just beat Philly. They beat Philly. Yeah. Um, oh, how how awesome was that? <laughs> You know, yeah, it was Wednesday night they beat Philly, right? Uh, um, as a Magic fan, super excited now that we are the only only team in the East with 20 wins. You know, obviously, we just need Houston to win a game now um, before the end of the season. We just need to full-on tank. But anyway, I mean, if you're Detroit, you can't win this game, right? Like, you cannot win this game. <laughs> um, they're going to have to try really hard to not win it because Oklahoma City does not have – anyone to offer resistance. So do they sit Cade here? I, I mean, I think that would be the the route they have to take. If they're really trying to lose it, they're going to have to sit some guys, I think, because Oklahoma city is certainly not playing anybody. Yeah. I mean, really quick on the thunder side, Baisley, Dort favors, Giddy, SGA, Jerome, man, Mascala, Williams out. If you're Detroit, I mean, I think in, if you're Detroit, you have to sit Cunningham. You have to sit Bay. You have to sit Bagley. I mean, you just – you have the excuse. And, and, like, Bagley left Thursday's game, so I really don't think Bagley plays in this game regardless. Um, it was, like – I think it was a hip or something, and they didn't let him come back. 
um, yeah. after I think he was like landing um, with Joel Embiid and he had an issue. But I I think if you're Detroit, like everyone's sitting here, uh, you can use the excuse of a back to back. But you know, you give you give Cade, you give Bay, you get Bagley off the floor. You maybe even take Stewart off the floor. And if that scenario happens, if, if Detroit starts ruling people out. You got to look at Corey Joseph. You got to look at Hayes. You got to maybe look at Olinick. Um, my problem here is, it, are they just gonna go to like Isaiah Livers or somebody if like if they're making too much progress with Hayes? And it's so tough. This game has so much potential, but it also <laughs> has it, like it could be eighty-five to ninety um, by team by just full-on tanking. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to see what, what happens here. Um, if Detroit does, for some reason, play their guys, you got to love the matchup against Oklahoma City. They have not played any defense uh, since the All-Star break, basically. Uh, they've been atrocious. So Cade would be in a, in a smash spot. Um, if, if they sit guys, like Killian Hayes would be a phenomenal play, I think, if he jumped into the starting lineup at 4,400. Uh, Corey Joseph, you mentioned. But, yeah, just going to have to wait and see – how they handle this. Um, it's, it's a very interesting game for sure. And I think we could definitely see some shenanigans here on the Detroit side. Um, on the Thunder side of things, you know, Theo, he's 60 prices, man. Yeah. It, it's starting like their prices are starting Poku. He's seven K now. Um, Isaiah Roby, 65. I think my favorite two plays from the Thunder are still going to be Maldon and Roby. But, I mean, you could play so many, like Vit. you could play him. He's 4,300. He's been playing 30 minutes. He shot one for 10 the other night and still put up 26 fantasy points. So, um, I mean, my my biggest concern is what I already said. Both of these teams want to lose this game. And, like, I mean, if you're the players, you know where you're at. Come on. Like, you know where you're at. You know, you know, if you're Detroit, you know that, like, you really did not need to beat Philly. Um, so, I don't know. All right. This, yeah. this game tough. Yeah, it's it's tough to break down. Um, I, Trey Mann's still questionable, too. So, if he ends up playing that really – I mean, Trey Mann would be the one he's I want to play. He is officially out. On the injury okay. report, he's out. All right. Um, so yeah, Ma I think Maladon then is the guy at 6,800. Um, and I do like some of these cheaper guys. It's difficult to know who's going to get the run between like Krejci and Waters. I think both of them are in play in the low four Ks. And then the big man situation behind Roby is also difficult as well. It's been Sar who's gotten the majority of the run as, um, JRE has been on a minutes limit. I, I think that continues. So I have some interest in Sar at 3,700. Played 26 minutes in the last one, 32 DK points. Um, I think you can expect something similar here. All right, moving on. We got Portland at San Antonio taking on the Spurs. 231 total in this game. The Spurs are a 15-point favorite in this one. On the Portland side, Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons, Watford, Winslow out. On the San Antonio side, McDermott is still out. Langford's out. It's really it. A bunch of G-leaguers are out, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, we'll start with Portland. 
Eubanks is 7,800 going up against his former team. It's the price is kind of up there. Uh, Brandon Williams is 6,900. He's someone that, you know, still is showing the fact that he has some upside and ceiling. Is there anything standing out to you here for Portland? They're similar to Oklahoma city in that the prices have kind of had time to adjust now to their, this new situation where they're just resting or sitting everybody out due to injury, whatever, however they're handling it. But yeah, Eubanks at 7,800 is tough. Um, I mean, the dude's been playing, playing really well, get, getting pretty much a double double every night, but I, I don't know if I can do 7,800 on him. Williams at 6,900. I think there's still a little bit of room there uh, for him to pay that off. I, I don't mind Williams in this matchup. The Spurs have played fast all season long. Keon Johnson is the guy who's been getting a little bit more run. The produ- production just still hasn't really been there. Um, and he's up to 4,800 now too. Um, yeah. Like I, there just isn't a ton that I absolutely love on this Portland side. Um, it's a game environment that I love. Portland is a team that hasn't played any defense also. And I just mentioned the Spurs and how fast that they play. So I have interest in the game. I just I'm struggling with the Portland side here. Um, Macklemore at 4,400 is a guy who's coming off the bench and just chucking up a ton of shots. So I don't mind that, but just nothing that I love here on the Portland side. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I mean, on the San Antonio side, Dejounte Murray against Portland just sounds fantastic. But when you factor in the fact that they're a 15 point home favorite, you really worry about this game staying close um i mean i think the the same goes for all these guys Keldon johnson jacob podal um, vassal all seem to be in great spots here going up against portland it's just i think if you're playing Dejounte, you got to run it back with like a williams or eubanks because the game is gonna have to stay close for Dejounte to get there um so i think that's my take i think he's in a fantastic spot he can go for 70 fantasy points in this matchup it's just, it's tough because the game probably doesn't stay close enough for him to hit that true upside ceiling spot. Yep, I, I completely agree with that assessment. I think you definitely need to run it back with somebody from Portland who can just go crazy and keep this game closer than Vegas thinks it's going to be. Um, the one price play I like quite a bit on the Spurs side here is Keldon Johnson, 6,700 in this matchup. Um, He's been shooting the ball, I mean, a good amount here recently. Uh, So with this matchup against Portland, who has no interest in defending whatsoever, I I do like him. All right, Minnesota at Denver, 233.5 total in this game. The Nuggets, a four-point favorite. On the Denver side, Jamichael Green is questionable. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. remain out. Minnesota, they're healthy. I mean, McDaniels is out. Malik Beasley's out, but I mean, I guess Malik Beasley matters. Um, but we'll start here with the Minnesota side. You know, another game that we we got two teams that you know want to win. You know, Denver is still in that position where you know maybe they can get home court against Dallas or Golden State in that you know four or five range. Um, and Minnesota, they maybe you get out of the the seven seed the seven and eight seed are so interesting this year with how the playoffs playoff format is set up. Like that play in of that seven, eight, like seven and eight, you know, you could lose back-to-back games against different teams and you're out. Um, so 
it's crazy, but I, I love it. I love the the fresh take on the playoffs this year. Um, it's something different, and I feel like leagues need to do stuff different every once in a while um, to kind of just refresh everything. So talk to me here about Minnesota. Yeah, the, Minnesota is tough because Towns is the guy I want to play here. But I, like on FanDuel where you can only play one center, you can't play Towns and Jokic together. So that's difficult. Um on, on DraftKings, it's it's fine, but it's a, it's a lot of salary. Um, so I, I'll probably end up going down to Edwards or Russell on the other side of Jokic. Um, I, I think Edwards has has the ceiling that I'm looking for. I would prefer him slightly over Russell, even though he's a one k more expensive. Um, but I don't know, tougher matchup against Denver. But I'm I want Jokic in this matchup for sure. So I want to run that back with somebody on Minnesota. Um, probably going to end up being mostly Edwards for me. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I do think this spot sets up for Russell or Edwards to have a good game. So I think it's one of those two. I don't know how much I'd play of them together. And I don't know how much I necessarily love Carl Anthony Towns in this game. I could see him getting like 40 to 50. I don't know if he gets 60 or 70 in this spot. Uh, The other one that I'll just kind of throw out there is Pat Beverly 4,700, depending on the value that opens up. Um, I could see them extending his minutes a little bit more in this game. If it's a close game, the last couple games with, you know, Minnesota in general, you know, they've gotten blown out by Toronto and Boston. They really handled Dallas, but that Phoenix game and that Dallas game before that, they were really close games and Pat Beverly saw 32 and 31 minutes. So I think if this game is close competitive, Pat Bev at 4,700, depending on the value that opens up on this slate, is just someone you can look at. He can get 30 fantasy points and, you know, be a, be a guy that is there at the end of the day. On the Denver side, I mean, I say it. I, I said it the other day. I was like, man, Aaron Gordon has been playing good. And I feel like I jinxed myself. Um, he, he, he took seven shots the other night. His minimum shots, like the four games before that, was like 13. It took seven shots against the Pacers the other night. I think he's someone you could go back to potentially looking at, like on prize picks, the prop game. I think his price on DraftKings limits his ceiling a little bit. Let's not bury the lead. Jokic is the guy you're looking at here. Yeah, for sure. If it's not Luka is my favorite spot on the slate, it's Jokic. Um, just Minnesota does not defend big men very well like cat takes defensive plays off he's done it his whole career so like Jokic could absolutely smash in this matchup um just a massive ceiling great floor uh like i said it's it's luca or Jokic. i love them both on the slate i'll try to get overweight on whatever our projected ownership is um i don't don't mind gordon he's been playing a lot better um did kind of have the the dud in the last one but before that like the peripherals were there he was shooting more um, the minutes are still have been in the the low 30s. So I, I think you can take shots on Gordon in this matchup. Um, never love to do that. And then Bones Highland would be the only other one I have slight interest in, but his minutes are always all over the place. I just, I like the upside if he gets the minutes. I mean, the ceiling is there. The minutes are all over the place. He is a large, yep. he's like the definition of a large field tournament play. Um, yep. All right, we finish it out here with New Orleans at L.A. Taking on the Lakers, 234 total in this game. Lakers, a one-point favorite. The Lakers are on the second end of a back-to-back. The Pelicans are going to be without uh, Zion in this game. 
Valanciunas, McCollum, Ingram, all these guys are going to be good to go. Um, Lakers, they're very hopeful LeBron plays in this game uh, is everything that I run. And like Anthony Davis is getting very close. So they both, they both might be back for this game. And it makes sense, right? You kind of, you kind of like throw out that Utah jazz game. You're probably not beating Utah. If we're bringing LeBron and Anthony Davis back, we have to beat the Pelicans. If you're the Lakers, you have to win this game. Um, The Spurs are right there. The Spurs draw a fantastic matchup on this slate um, in general against Portland. So, I mean, if you're the Lakers, you got to win this game. You got to beat the Pelicans in this game. You put yourself one game closer to the Pelicans. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis play in this game. Hot take. Night before hot take. Um, Talk to me here about the Pelicans. I mean, the Pelicans need to win this game too. Like, that's the other side of this game. Yeah. um, Brandon Ingram coming back. Um, so it, it's still difficult. Like him and CJ McCollum haven't had a ton of time together. Um, Ingram's missed some time with injury. Obviously, McCollum coming over in the trade. So it, it, I don't. I still am not sure that we know exactly what to expect. Like from a rates from Ingram, but that price just seems to jump off the page at seventy six hundred. Um, the minutes have not been there recently. Um, twenty eight and twenty six in his last two. But Ingram just seems a little bit too cheap at uh, 7,600 against this Lakers team. Obviously, with Davis, we are, we're assuming Davis is back. That helps the Lakers defense. But they've still played fast all year. So I, I do like this spot. Um, McCollum has, has shown a great ceiling as well, even alongside Ingram. So uh, it'd be McCollum and Ingram for me. Yeah, I think you'd go... I think Ingram is really interesting at 7,600, especially going up against the Lakers. But McCollum is like the guy that can like shoot lights out. The other, I'll just throw this out there too. Valanciunas is really interesting because they don't necessarily have someone to match up with Valanciunas. You know, maybe, maybe if Anthony Davis plays, that's, I would assume that's who they would match up with him. Um, but who knows? I, I think. I think it's Ingram, McCollum, then Valanciunas for what it's worth. Um, I would rank Ingram the highest of the three because, I mean, I I think Ingram sees a 35-type minute game here. And it, this is a must-win, must-win for both teams. So if your guy can handle 35 minutes, he's going to play 35 minutes in this game. Playoff atmosphere, game stackable game. Um, Anthony Davis is 8,900 in this game. He plans the return and play in this game is the report that came out. I mean, who knows what we'll see minutes wise, but we know, I know it, man. I'm telling you, LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing in this game and that crushes Westbrook. It crushes Monk. It crushes some of these like Stanley Johnson, but I think both LeBron and Anthony Davis are super interesting for tournaments, um, especially if we don't get any kind of minutes limit, like message because then you're just rolling the dice. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the key is what, what do the minutes look like for Anthony Davis? Cause that is a very attractive price tag. I mean, even if they said he was at a cap of 30, I'd be, I'd, I'd have a ton of Davis. He can smash 8,900 in 30 minutes. If it's If it's down in the 25 minute range, it's going to be a, a tougher decision. So definitely a very key piece of information. Um, this game is an hour and a half after every other game on the slate too. So I'm not sure how much of that information we're going to have. Um, if we don't get 
much word throughout the day. I'm probably just going to take shots on Davis anyway, because we know uh, what the ceiling is. And, and I agree with you. I think Davis and, and LeBron play in this one too. So really quick for what it's worth, the Clippers and the Bulls went into overtime. They capped Paul George at 32 minutes. Like he's not even on the floor for OT. Um, what also is very interesting is Marcus Morris is at 38 minutes. Um, so It'd be really mm, so much for that minutes limit. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be really interesting to see how the Clippers approach the the game, and like that's kind of why I was bringing it up. You know, we talked about the Clippers when we were talking about that Milwaukee game. They're kind of in that no man's land as far as like, can they really miss the playoffs at this point? Um, I think the Clippers are going to rest some people for this Milwaukee game for what it's worth. So. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's the cheapie that you're looking at today? Uh, there's all kinds of options. There's going to be tons of options that open up throughout the day, too. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at that Indiana situation, and if they're resting some bigs, I like Tice at 4,300. Um, if that news doesn't break my way, then I'll take Sar uh, at 3,700 from Oklahoma City. I'm just going to go on the presumption that Detroit is going to rest some people in this game and go Killian Hayes at 4,400. Yep. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Uh, We just both agreed that we think LeBron and AD are playing, and that makes this a very easy call that that Westbrook is going to have a rough game at 8,800. I'm going to go Halliburton at 9,400. You know, even if the Pacers sit a bunch of people and like these guys don't play, this matchup is tough. It's a Boston matchup. If the game gets out of hand, they're not going to give Halliburton extra run. There's no need to get him hurt. So I'm going to go Halliburton. I think this is a good fade spot for him. If he crushes, he crushes, and I lose. So favorite 6X play today. Who do you like? Uh, Memphis resting a bunch of guys. I think Dylan Brooks is going to run the show. See massive usage, probably over 30% with 20-plus shot attempts. So give me Brooks at 5,900. Tough matchup, but too cheap. I like it. This guy did not hit um, the 6X number the other night in the same matchup, but I'm going back to Devion Mitchell at 8K. The sticker shock is Love there, that. sure. Been awesome. Yeah, the sticker yeah. shock is there. All right, fine. Um, the usage, the – the he, this dude has, like, double-double upside with his assist rate, um, and, and, like, I just I, – I like Devion Mitchell here. I get over the 8K price tag because I do think – I do think like he's had a couple games where he's been at like 46, 48, um, 44, like he's one or two assists away in those games from like a double, double. Now we're talking 50, maybe 55. Um, I think he does have that like 55 to 60 point type ceiling, maybe even higher than that. So I'm going to go Devion Mitchell as six X favorite play. I love this spot for him today. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who's someone that's standing out to you today? Um, I'm going to take a couple of shots on Porzingis revenge. He's up at nine K um, really tough matchup against Dallas. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to play him because of the price and the other studs that are there around him. Um, but I just love his role here without Kuzma. So I'll, I'll take a couple shots on Porzingis. I like that one. Um, I like that one quite a bit. I think that's a really interesting call. Um, I'm trying to think like, I think Damian Jones is going to get ownership today. 
so I won't say him. I'll go KCP going up against Dallas. Um, both of our guys from that game, KCP, yep. like the, the shot attempts over 15 shot attempts now in three of his last five games. Like if he can get hot and hit like three or four, five threes in this game, like he's a guy that can get you that like really, you know, solid fantasy outing. I like it. Um, that, that game could go a little, I mean, Luca's in there. So maybe Washington picks up some ownership just because they're on the other side of Luca, but being the first game of the night, who knows what kind of news we're going to be waiting on. Like Washington could be really low owned here. Uh, Keith, I know you do a lot over on scores and odds as well. Uh, any bets standing out to you here on the night before? Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be writing up the uh, Houston Sacramento game for sure. Um, Jalen Green points you mentioned. I absolutely love that. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. points, rebounds, assists. I'm going to be taking a hard look at. Dude's just been filling up the stat sheet. Davion Mitchell points and assists. I'm definitely going to be hitting, assuming that that comes in mid-20s. Um, so, yeah, just all, all of the props over in the, the Houston-Sacramento. Just We saw that game already. It played out exactly how we thought it would. Absolutely no defense and just tons of offense with – Lots of lots of scoring. So, I mean, this is a little risky, but I mean, that's my middle name, so that's fine. Um, don't do this if you don't like risk. But I do think going to that Detroit OKC game and looking at some player props when they come out, I'm looking at it right now. There's no props um, early in the day, but if we don't have any news on Detroit, and you can get Hayes at like his point prop at like 11, 11 and a half or something. I think it's, I think it's worth the risk um, because if Cunningham does get ruled out or something like that, like now we're looking really good for Hayes to get there. And his prop has been like 11 and a half over the last couple of days. And like, he has a chance to hit that even if Cunningham plays. So like the risk is there, but just look at the Kayleon Hayes point prop when it comes out in the morning um because i wouldn't be shocked if detroit starts to rule some people out um so, like that that whole situation with like phoenix too um you could shop some props in that as well and see if you can get something that really stands out to you like you could maybe take some booker unders or something like that and if he doesn't play you don't lose out but if he does play and they don't play him a ton of minutes like you could be looking good so just kind of look at that stuff today. I think that's something when you're looking at standings and stuff throughout the, the end of the season, just look at that. And um, yeah, it's, it's super fun. It's super fun. A time of the year. I can't wait for the playoffs to start. Baseball is right around the corner as well. Keith, any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? No, can't wait for baseball next week. Um, got some NASCAR action this weekend, of course, short track this week, right? Oh, I can't wait. I yeah. love short track race. Richmond's not my favorite track. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's my favorite track, but I think this car is going to be very interesting on a racetrack like um, Richmond. So yeah, I'm excited. Yep, fun stuff. The, uh, the free NASCAR preview article is up on rotor grinders as well. Uh, previewing the race and it is free. So if you want to check that out, you surely can. That's going to wrap it up here for the morning grind. Um, the Lakers or the Clippers and the bulls did finish in one overtime. I, I think they're going to rest some people too. So we'll see. We'll be back on Tuesday. No podcast on Monday, no NBA games on Monday. So we'll be back on Tuesday talking more hoops. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck. We'll see you then.